Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, after a few week hiatus, is none other than the busiest man in sports coverage, the man himself, Nicholas Osen, all the way out in central Iowa. And good Lord, is there a great deal to talk about when it comes to the Iowa State Cyclones and former Cyclones in the great Brock Purdy. Nick, arguably our favorite time of the year, but a lot going on in the sports world. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Yeah, I think you described it pretty well for me, bro. It's great to be back. I'd maybe say, you know, potentially after March Madness, this is probably my favorite time of year, certainly with the holidays. And, you know, I was saying today, I got to make sure I enjoy these still as busy as I am, but I wouldn't trade it for too much. Excited to talk a little NFL and excited to see you in person soon for my favorite days. Nick, the great holiday of Christmas is just around the corner and we'll be enjoying it with family nuzzling up under a fire, watching our beloved Chicago Bears getting smacked by the Buffalo Bills on Christmas Eve. But I will say before we get into things here, as always, things are coming up Nick Osen as the Cyclones men basketball team is rolling. Brock Purdy and I know we'll get into it later, is a starting quarterback in the National Football League and winning games for a potential playoff team. And Tyrese Halliburton continues to shine in what will likely be an all-star season for a leader on the Indiana Pacers. So it's all about ISU, and Nick always brings the magic wherever he goes. So folks, strap in for a wild one as we preview a highly anticipated matchup against the hot Philadelphia Eagles at home on Sunday. Going to be a tough one. And as always, up. all right, Nick, as I just alluded to, I have Soldier Field over my shoulder in the background. My favorite place on earth. But the Bears are staring down the barrel at another gruesome loss at home with arguably the best team in football coming to town on Sunday afternoon. The hottest young quarterback in the league, Jalen Hurts under center, who has a deep connection with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and I believe Quez Watkins is his name in that third option for the Philadelphia Eagles. He makes it look far too easy hitting all three of those receivers and an extremely underrated backfield with Miles Sanders already eclipsing a 1,000 yards on the season. This Philadelphia Eagles team is real. I think they are a potential Super Bowl contender. If Brock Purdy doesn't have anything to say about it, This is the real deal that the Bears are facing on Sunday. And as was reported earlier today, when we are recording this Wednesday evening, Justin Fields was out of practice today with an illness. Of course, we don't get the information on what he was sick with, but my guess is he'll still play on Sunday. 
despite the three and ten record, despite the illnesses that may be going on earlier in the week, because he is a fighter and is there a greater matchup of two young quarterbacks in Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts that the world will be watching? I don't think there's a better matchup on Sunday. Two dual threat monsters very early in their careers. I am very much looking forward to this despite a likely loss against a team in the Eagles that needs another win to solidify themselves in the NFC East. Yeah, a lot there, as you like to say. I'll say first off, you know, of course I'm going to be pulling for a Bears win, and I certainly don't think it's impossible. But my opinion of the Eagles actually changed a little bit uh, for the better over this last weekend. I'm sure you know who I thought was the best team in the NFL all year. I've kind of been rocking with the Chiefs, and I'm not sure how many teams I'd still pick over them, especially in a must-win. But I'm really happy that I've been a Jalen Hurts fan for, I think, five, maybe six years now. And I just feel like everything is put so well together in Philadelphia. Sirianni, Jalen's play has been incredible. I was looking at his numbers, and he really does not turn the ball over much, which certainly will hurt the Bears. They've got weapons at just about every spot. Their defense is awesome. I've personally been really enjoying the Merry Christmas Philly soundtrack from last year that I recently kind of got into. And honestly, it's a really likable team. So I'd say from their perspective, you're spot on that they do still have something to play for because another top five or six team in the NFL, the Cowboys, are still putting together some wins. As for the Bears, I agree. I think Justin plays. I can't wait to see that battle. Two really good, what would you say, top eight to ten quarterbacks? Certainly this season, for sure. Maybe higher for the future, right? That 2020 class is looking special. And, you know, it's really exciting. I look for as good as that, you know, Philadelphia defensive front is. Try to get the run game going so you don't have everything on fields. Definitely we'll have to stretch the field a little bit. I just every kind of point we get to, I think of another star that they have. So it's going to be really tough. Uh, we're not at predictions quite yet. But I just really hope that, you know, it's competitive and that Justin performs well against, I'd say, an elite really good defense that Philadelphia possesses, bro. Nick, you mentioned a few things there that really resonated with me, and I'll go right ahead and give you credit in terms of your fandom of Jalen Hurts since his days at Alabama. I think so many people were quick to jump off the Jalen Hurts bandwagon when he essentially bet on himself and transferred to Oklahoma and put on a show there landing himself comfortably with the Philadelphia Eagles in the National Football League. There were some doubters, again, when he got to the league. Oh, he's not a quarterback, all that nonsense uh, when it comes to a guy that loves to move his feet. And good Lord, has he finally proven himself to the highest level in his third year in the National Football League quarterbacking the Philadelphia Eagles. And just you talking about this team, it's actually preposterous how many stars they have at every level. We talked about that trio of wide receivers, a bell cow back in Miles Sanders, despite their desire to 
have a revolving door at that position. That's only the offensive side of the ball. When they have one of the best corners in the game in the last decade, big play Slay, Darius Slay, just absolutely dominating this far into his career. This Philadelphia team is built for a run in the playoffs, and I'm not some fan by any means. But if I wanted any team to come out of the NFC East, it certainly would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I've always admired them back in the day with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick stepping into the fold. I mean, we talk about countless guys that we grew up just mesmerized by their talent. Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook. There were so many days just admiring those Philly players, and it seems like they've gotten back to that point of dominance in the league, and I truly think that our Bears don't stand a chance on Sunday, even being at Soldier Field. One thing I will touch on that needs to be recognized is Jordan Mailata, offensive lineman for this Philadelphia Eagles team, Genuinely has one of the best voices I've ever heard. And that has nothing to do with him being a football player. I was taken aback that a man of his stature could get to those levels of notes. He sounded like an angel. And I'm not using that word at all loosely. I was dumbfounded and watched the video over and over. And I can't wait for those tracks to be on my phone soon enough. All right, pal, take off your Philly cap for a bit. But did I send you that recently, or had you already been on that? Because this was new to me recently. I'd say about two weeks ago, the Jason Kelsey and Jordan Mailata clip came out, and I was truly stunned because Jason Kelsey, yeah, you could see him having that deeper, more country-rooted tone, and Mailata comes out of the woodwork like you wouldn't believe. This guy has another career after football days are over. I love it. I'm you all can't see me, but smiling through the screen, you all don't want to know how many times I've watched that clip or played White Christmas by the Drifters, uh, truly. But back to football, as as that is a little fun. I'm gonna say they stand a chance, the Bears do, but it's actually scary because as I just look at the defense, you know, I think of obviously Hall of Famer Fletcher Cox is still there. Brandon Graham, two-time NFC Defensive Player of the Week already this season. You know, Slay's been there a few years. I know back on our from our corners list from two years ago from all our longtime listeners, I think we both had him top three or four. He's awesome. Uh, Gardner Johnson from the Saints. I believe Bradbury is there now too. The they're loaded, and honestly, credit to them because I remember, you know, people are mean, especially online. We're not Eagles fans. We, we don't have much against them outside of the, the loss a few years ago in the playoffs. But a lot of people were mean about, you know, you talked about the quarterback position, even when Doug Peterson was still there. And then I remember when Nick Sirianni kind of got started in his introductory presser. People are very – short-sighted and judgmental. So we know the Bears aren't going to do anything long-term this year. I'm not necessarily saying the Eagles are going to be my team in the playoffs, but I feel like they're a very likable 
group that's kind of hard to cheer against. I, I think you made some good points with Miles Sanders as well. I think they've finally gotten that way to fully get Devontae Smith involved. A.J. Brown, I'd probably only take six or seven wideouts in the league over him, no more than eight for sure. He's a top 10 guy, so complete. And it's going to be a really tough one, but, you know, fortunately we know that even if the Bears get crushed, it, it could help long-term. They have more games this year, and we've got the holidays to look forward to in that sense as well. Nick, you're bringing up a tremendous amount of positives, and one negative that you recognized was our loss to the Eagles in the playoffs a few years back uh, when we were led by Mitchell Trubisky. I will say this. People might be stunned by my complimentary words for the Eagles earlier in this show, and I'll say this. This Eagles team in the present day is entirely different than the one of 2018, so I have no ill will or malice to the players that are taking the league by storm this season and likely putting themselves in a position to go win a Super Bowl in the NFC. The fact of the matter is our beloved Chicago Bears, we've talked enough about the Eagles, they made a statement by losing to the Green Bay Packers the way they did just a couple weeks ago before the bye. They said to us as a fan base, we don't care about winning this season. We're not going to try and win this season. We're going to have a double-digit lead going right before halftime, and we're going to hand it to the Green Bay Packers and say, here's your game to win, arch rival. Go ahead and take it, Aaron Rodgers, because this is your, quote, second home, as he liked to say at the end of that football game. I was disgusted. It actually made my stomach hurt. But this is the Chicago Bears franchise that we're dealing with. They do not care about winning football games like the fan base does. They think, oh, we're going to go build through the draft. Can't wait till April when we draft someone that will not alter this franchise the way that so many people believe. We already have a quarterback. The quarterback position alters the franchise. Maybe. Things will be better with an ironclad offensive line, but I don't see the Bears drafting an offensive lineman with the second pick come April. I would be absolutely astonished if they did that. If they do, pat on the back. I just don't see it happen. All of this to say, the Bears gave up in an opportunity to defeat their arch rival in the Green Bay Packers. They are heavy underdogs at home. And you talk about the Eagles having a lot to play for with only four games left on the schedule. The Bears have absolutely nothing to play for other than a draft pick. And that is what they're clearly showing us on the field. And they're going up against an Eagles team that almost hung a 50-burger on a potential playoff team in the New York Giants. So this game is going to be nothing short of atrocious as the Eagles are looking to roll and solidify themselves as the top seed in the NFC. Yeah, it's really hard to disagree with much of that. You're kind of the, the doom and gloom guy this week for this game. But before we hit on one more game this week, I'm going to say my bold prediction, I'm going to make it defensive. 
I'm going to say that the Bears force two turnovers and only allow one touchdown in the first half. Nick, that certainly would be bold given the high-powered offense that Philly possesses. And you said I was doom and gloom. I'm going to flip that on its head because I have a great deal of faith in this Bears offense. It's the defense that will play that Olay special and allow Jalen Hurts to reach the end zone countless times. I genuinely believe it's going to be a shootout offensively and we are going to stun the Eagles defense because they haven't gone up against a talent like Justin Fields this season. They truly haven't. And so many people have been praising Justin Fields week in and week out. I don't think you can game plan for him. So I absolutely believe we're going to score points on Sunday, but it's our defense that will let us down from kickoff all the way to triple zeros on the clock. So don't get me wrong. I think Sunday's game will be very exciting and entertaining as our Bears have shown that they know how to reach the end zone with this Luke Getze offense. I think Philly's defense will have a letdown on Sunday for those that are rooting for the men in green because you simply cannot prepare for the weapon that is Justin Fields. And I think many teams around the league have to get used to that for the next decade plus because he's going to be a household name whether you like it or not. So, Nick, giving my predictions on this game, I love how you say bold, only allowing one touchdown in the first half. <laughs> that certainly would be bold for this starting 11. I will go offensively because I am so high on this group. Cole Komet has had a breakout year. Why don't you give him a pat on the back, number 85. Justin Fields, after a couple weeks of sitting comfortably, he is going to be moving out of the pocket and reaching the end zone on his feet again for the, I believe, fourth consecutive game. It won't be for 50-plus yards to continue that record, but he will find the end zone with his feet, and he will further that connection with number 85, Cole Komet, in the back corner of the end zone for at least 14 points in terms of one rushing, one passing, and I do think Dave Montgomery reaches the end zone. So that offensive group alone will account for 21 points, and you know Cairo Santos is always up for the challenge. Yeah, I like what you said, uh, especially about, you know, Fields, and Cairo Santos is, has actually been awesome. Komet's had a really good year, and, you know, I think that's really fair. You'd kind of think that the Bears' offense can find a little more success at home. But the Eagles are tough, and I, I feel like this is a major compliment to Jalen. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, obviously. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Sirianni, all, all these guys that I feel like are leaders within that program and organization. I don't think that they're necessarily going to be caught looking ahead too much. So the Bears will absolutely have to be ready. Big fan of some of your predictions. 
But it sounds like this isn't the only game we're excited for this week, bro. Nick, not at all, as there is a beautiful matchup on Thursday night with an ISU alum. But before I get to that, I will provide my score prediction as well as my defensive bowl prediction for this Bears-Eagles matchup and kind of wrap it up in a bow as we head toward the holidays. This is a bold prediction when you're going up against a powerhouse offense led by Jalen Hurts. The Bears will hold the Eagles to under 40 points on Sunday. That is truly bold, especially considering they put up 48 last weekend. And we're walking away with a final score of 35 to 24. Bears not quite covering the spread as they sit as a nine-point underdog right now, but they make a late fourth quarter surge that makes the score look a lot closer than a game really felt. So heading out west, Nick, Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Still not getting comfortable with that broadcast. The man himself, leader of the San Francisco 49ers right now, Brock Purdy, will be under center once again as Jimmy Garoppolo hurt his foot just a couple weeks back. And they are going up against a very high-powered team in the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams looking for a playoff spot. I am truly astounded by Brock Purdy's play so far in his rookie year, stepping in for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are massive shoes to fill, especially with the season they've been having. Immediately connecting with guys like Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel. And for those of you that are listening that don't know, and Nick will provide far more material than me, Brock Purdy was the focal point of ISU football for the past four-plus years. And he was drafted last in the 2022 NFL Draft, Mr. Irrelevant, as they say. And he has completely turned that around. And all of San Francisco's fans are calling him Mr. Relevant as he's led them to two massive wins in a row. And I know I've said this to you off the air, Nick, and I will say it publicly. If the season ended right now, San Francisco would be my pick out of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl, whether it's Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo under center. That's the type of confidence I have in the former Cyclone. Yeah, I think that there was some kind of faith and confidence that he would have maybe been taken a little bit earlier. I think that he showed a lot of flashes. He's smart, a good leader. Maybe some of his mechanics and technique could have been cleaned up. But I got to tell you, and I am living and 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 probably, you know, uh, kind of representing and covering the Cyclones, living in kind of the heart of the fan base. The basketball team's eight and two. Women's basketball is really good. You know, transfer portal, all this stuff. Purdy is leading the most buzz around here right now. I've been on three radio shows this week. I got asked about him on every single one, talking about here. And he just, you know, I remember 2020, we were doing our list. 
part of COVID, we talked about the best players in the NFL, and I had Trent Williams top three or four. He is speaking so highly of this young quarterback. It feels like you have to believe it if you're not there. And I think that Purdy, he prepares. He's smart, a good leader. He's confident. He can make plays on the run, which is very important in the NFL. And let's be honest, Shanahan is seemingly putting really good game plans together. They've got the best weapons overall, every position, you know, when you include all of them in the NFL, I think is safe to say. And a really good defense. So he's got a lot of around him. He looks terrific. I don't think he's afraid of the moment. And yeah, I remember you, me, and Max were grabbing wings a month or so ago. This was really right before he got hurt, a couple weeks before. It was McCaffrey just got there and they were losing to the Chiefs. I said, I still think this team can do something. I think you agreed. And now we're seeing it with Brock Purdy. And we both love Jimmy. I know that. So it's really interesting. I think it's an exciting story. And personally, especially with the amount we've kind of been doing work, I can't wait to watch this Thursday night game. Geno Smith, another ridiculously likable guy. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, brother. Nick, it's the year of the backup quarterback. And just looking at this matchup, we're sitting pretty with it on Thursday night. I'm rolling so close to Christmas break. I'll be able to enjoy every moment of this football game. You talk about the quarterback matchup. Kyle Shanahan does everything he can to dial it up for whoever to be under center. You've seen Jimmy Garoppolo have success. You're now seeing Brock Purdy hang 35 on a team with the greatest quarterback to ever live in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was an astonishing moment. To see Brock Purdy go shake hands with Tom Brady at midfield with another win under his belt, that gave me chills. To see truly the greatest football player we've ever watched take one on the chin to a rookie that was drafted with the last pick by San Francisco. And this team is almost eerily similar to the Eagles that we talked about earlier. Of course, drastically different talents at the quarterback position when you talk about Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. But two teams with a great deal of weapons offensively and stout defenses. Bosa, Greenlaw, the Wards out in center field. San Francisco's the real deal, regardless of who's at quarterback. And I think they're going to go and get the job done once again on Thursday night and then finally give Brock Purdy the rest that he deserves as he's battling through that oblique injury. That is a truly exciting game, a divisional battle that many eyes will be watching. As the season is sadly winding down, only four regular season games left. So soak them in while you can, folks. Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of my Twitter feed is certainly going to be on this game. And truly, I'm excited to watch it. I, I think I've got the support of everyone around me for it. And I, I think it's going to be a great time. We've got a lot of fun, uh, fun times, fun matchups, and great football and celebrations coming up together. Nick, we very well could be recording in person next week if the time is right. 
and you're in the mindset because we'll be in the same place enjoying the holidays and watching a great deal of football in the process as our beloved Chicago Bears will be likely tormented once again when they go up against Josh Allen at home on Christmas Eve. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, just so bear down forever.